Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle call! Hey, hey! There's, there's just an age where dancing looks different than it used to, you know? <laughs> and we haven't reached that age yet. No, I've never could dance. I doubt you can either. I want to dance off once. <laughs> How old? Row nightclub, early 20s, Fresno, California. The place was later shut down after a stabbing. Death or where the guy live? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, you never know. That's how I won the dance off. Murdered the, the judges. <laughs> Shanked them. You know, you never know. You never know. You have found another Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag. I'm Guy Haberman. With me as always is John Middlecoff. And the mailbag is very simple. You go to Apple Podcasts and you leave us a review. We always love a five-star review. If you want to tell us your favorite bar, place you like to uh, hang out, throw that in as well. We love to mention the uh, the fine establishments around this country and around this world. And we always appreciate you guys taking time. If you're a Spotify person, you know I think you can actually rate the podcast on Spotify, but that's different. It doesn't go to like the whole mailbag center brain. So... Um, you know, sometimes we make exceptions for DMs and that sort of thing. Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Fire in those uh, in our DMs. We love you guys. All right. Are you ready for another mailbag? Here we Get go, it. John. Let's do it. Bag alert. Major bag alert. Let me stop the music. All right. First up. I haven't eaten fast food in a long, long time. But in and out, I don't count it. I don't count it in and out either. But like Wendy's, Burger King, Taco how, Bell. How about T-Bell? I, uh, you know, probably been three, four months. I, just when you say bag alert, you know, I think Wendy's. And I just, yep. I kind of lump them all the group. <laughs> you know, Burger King, McDonald's. I think the best a regular burger, just a burger, you go to a restaurant, it tastes like something. The To me, the best a burger can taste is when it reminds me of a Whopper. Uh, I agree with that flavor. Yeah. And do you count, do you count like a, a, a McFlurry or a Sunday move to McDonald's? That's it. I don't, you know. I mean, that is going to fast food, but that's not where that. Yeah, no, I don't count that. Yeah, I've done I've done that with because TCBY is making the same thing or whoever. Ex- exactly. I, I see it fast food. I'm <laughs> uh, first up from Pete Rock thirty thirty five stars. Pete asks, "How much do you think Urban Meyer regrets not taking the USC job when he could have had it after leaving Ohio State and then taking the Jags job?" This is a great question. I thought you and a lot of people that just in the mix of knowing some things said that USC was not as bullish on Urban given his past at Ohio State, not counting kicking Josh Lambeau, not counting the chick in the bar, not counting the disaster that was the Jacksonville Jaguars. But remember, when they hired him, the Ohio State thing, didn't he get suspended his last year there for like three games? Like it it got weird fast. 
Yeah, he did. I had heard that Carol Folt, who was the president at USC, did not want to hire Urban. But uh, let's say he could have pushed for it. And who knows? Maybe, I mean, there's a powerful alumni base. The board, USC's board is a lot of people, powerful people. Um, you know, a guy who's running for mayor of L.A. ended up speaking at Lincoln Riley's introductory press conference. You know, you can buy certain things that you want, right? And um, helping pay for Lincoln Riley while you happen to be running for mayor gets you on the podium. So let's say Urban really wanted the job. Maybe he did, and they said no, but would he? I, I think we can ask this question another way, too, which is just would w- would he have worked there? Would it have been better than taking the Jags job? Because it felt like going to the NFL was something he wanted, right? 100% better for Urban Meyer. He would have much more success at USC than he did with Jacksonville. <laughs> he would still be the coach of USC, and they'd be trending in the right direction. Yeah, I guess when you put it that way, the bar is so low. I think the better question is, because we have a finality to do this. He wasn't offered the job. They ended up with Lincoln Riley. It it worked out for USC. I had someone shoot me a DM that said, hey, I'm a UCLA fan. What are the chances within the next couple years that Urban Meyer is the coach at UCLA for Big Ten play? And I was just like, uh, I have a hard time seeing that. But if Chip doesn't work out, and maybe he can just stay afloat winning seven, eight games in, a, in the conference, which isn't great. But if it, let's say he has a couple five, six win seasons and they want to upgrade, don't you think that their job is much more, des- I'm not saying urban necessarily, and they, hell, they might not want them, but much more desirable now, just the way everything's played out, like they feel like they're a big fish again? Absolutely. Even though they haven't I mean, done anything? They've gone from over $100 million in debt to they'll be, uh, and like on the verge of cutting programs, to they'll be, you know, making money within two or three years. That's the UCLA one's really interesting because UCLA's athletics director, Martin Jarman, came from Ohio State, well, actually came from Boston College. But before that, he was at Ohio State from 2009 to 2017. It means he was there when Urban Meyer was hired and he was not there when things went sideways at the end of Urban's career. So if Martin Jarman's still the athletics director at UCLA in two years, three years, uh, or whenever it is that that job becomes open, if it does, there's I don't you know. He has a he would have to have a relationship with Urban. What that relationship is, I don't know. But yeah, I would think that's definitely a possibility. One guy who I think fits a lot better at UCLA than he ever would have at USC would be, and again, I don't know if this guy wants to coach again, but would be Chris Peterson, right? Chris Peterson, I think, would be a great fit. Yeah, Chris now, Peterson would be a great fit. He'd be a name I'd keep an eye on. Last Pac-12 coach to go to the college football playoff, right? To me, the brand, the academics, the whole deal fits. He went to UC Davis. That is in the UC system. UCLA. Yeah, UCs. So my, my dad was a UC guy. They, they, they're they a little smarter, you know, and they're, they tell you about it. People. They're smart people. And, you know, USC never quite fit for Pete, Chris Peterson. I mean, not Pete Carroll. Uh, but uh, Fit I, more for Pete. Just like, do what you want. Just win. Would absolutely and they'd be able to pay him a ton of money, right? Whenever that point in time comes. Cause he's, that's the thing with Pete. And I've heard people who know him say this, like Pete's got all the money he needs. He's spending last I heard he was spending long stretches of time, just hanging out abroad with his wife, just somewhere abroad, abroad. <laughs> so, you know, I, I have not heard that Pete is itching to get back Chris Peterson, but you know, that would be a pretty unique opportunity to coach UCLA in the big 10. You know how many Rose Bowls UCLA has been to? Well, they haven't been to one in a couple decades, so I don't know. Twelve. 
It's not a lot, John. I feel like that's not not a lot. Really? I how mean, many, how long? Like how old are you? So like eighty years. Barely. It's just over like one a decade. Do you, well? Do you know how many Rose Bowls cows been to? Uh, none. Zero. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Ninety-eight. I think was UCLA's last one. So it's been a while, but they used to go a little more frequently in like the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the eighties and the nineties. That's right. That's when they went frequently. <laughs> yeah, it's two thousand twenty-two. <laughs> Next up, this is from Samaj. Love the content y'all put out. Five stars. Uh, it's titled "Love the Pod." One gripe and a question. Sounds like a movie that uh, Eastwood would be in. Yeah, it does. Uh, it keeps me going when I'm out at sea. I'm active duty military. My only gripe is the hard on y'all get for announcers. I get it. You're in radio and guys an announcer himself. I just don't like it. Anyways, you've made me a warrior fan with how you mythicize Stephen Clay. And I think you're the best Niners content out there. Question. If the Chargers execute those fourth down plays against Kansas City, how different is the public perception of on um, Staley, Brandon Staley? If you recall, the play calls worked. Players just didn't execute. That's why I believe the Chargers are on the right path. Hashtag process over results. Winky emoji. LOL. Where do we start with uh, Samaj here? Well, I, I don't necessarily agree with him on the broadcasters. Talk a lot of shit about broadcasters. At least if I you think want maybe to, he like, just uh, is it possible that he just means that we talk about them is annoying. Like maybe. Who's on what game? I don't really know what. Which I, I get, I guess, sometimes if you're not that into it. But I think most I people kind of get it. But here's what I will say about the Chargers and process over results. I think it's it's a valuable statement when it works. Belichick, Saban, Elon, Bezos. When you do not have success, Hinky told us for fucking years, the process, the process, the process. When the process doesn't work, I'm sorry, it wasn't the right process. Whatever Saban's process is, everyone should go. If you're interested in football or success, do whatever you can to get as close as possible. Talk to people around there and take notes. His process works, right? Whatever successful people's processes are, it works. The Chargers lost to the Raiders guy who didn't, who's, who's best wide receiver killed someone who's in prison, whose coach was fired, whose team was in shambles. They lost to them. Think about that. When they clearly were the more talented team and they had a better quarterback. Derek's good. Herbert's better. They lost because of his quote-unquote process going for it. His most inexcusable go for it all season long was the one against the Raiders. The Chiefs one was pretty bad. The no execution thing, part of doing crazy things in football, a play call, if if Trent Williams trips or not, you know, Kyle, the second time he went back to the well on the Trent Williams, you know, that play where he kind of yeah. came in motion to kill, you go, well, this guy's Superman, but holy shit, they, it's pretty clear they knew it was coming. You know, the, the, you can question play calls after a while. And to me, Brandon Staley, I think most people would agree, was against the Chiefs, against the Raiders to go to the playoffs, w- was reckless over, quote unquote, the process. Um. You know, I think uh, I think the fact that he coaches the Chargers works against him too. The fact that he has Herbert, you know, I mean, he went nine and eight last year. But people like you get really bugged because the media gives him a lot of love and attention. Um, but he still has Justin Herbert. Like he's going to be in these positions again, and they're either going to work or not work. But he's going to be in these positions again. So I think he's going to have some opportunities to make it work because his team is just so talented. 
it's going to be well, hard I mean, for Brandon Staley to ever go, you know, six and 11 as the coach of the Chargers. To, yeah. I, I, I am not, I'm acknowledging they should have been a 10 11 win team. I'm also going to be the first guy, like, I'm picking them probably to win the division. The, the talent at a, at a certain level, at the Chargers level, I, I don't know if Freddie Kitchens could take him to the playoffs. Brandon Staley's not an idiot. Like, I, I don't think he is. I just think he's he goes politician with the media. I, I think he clearly is, you know, he's a solid football coach, and they should win probably 12 games with his eyes closed. But I, I am not going to feel good about him in big spots and big games because – How's he not in the wild card or in the second round? He's, he's the number one seed. Yeah. How's he not going to go for it? Right? He's not going to change. My you, question with him is: will, will there be moments where, as he gets more experienced, he does change? Well, I know. Here's what I know for a fact: Tom Telesco is very, very tight with uh, some media in Los Angeles. Pretty easy to figure out who they are because they openly talk about their friendship. He not only supports; he agrees. Like they, they, they fundamentally as an organization. Obviously, I don't know if Dean really knows what's going on, but like he's empowered these guys and they believe the kind of the spreadsheet football. Yeah. Well, I think front office guys are inclined to do it. Because you get credit when it works? Well, you get credit when it works and it just puts you in a better position to be part of the decision-making process when your coach says, yeah, we're going with the spreadsheet. All of a sudden, the GM is like telling you what to do on fourth down, right? It's very baseball. To me, the difference though is like, Ultimately, as a GM, you're not a part of the play call at all. It's just well, it's still know, a lot out of I your think, hands. I can just see how it can be intoxicating. I, I agree with you. I, I I see what you're saying, but your heart's got to be pounding pretty hard on fourth and two in a tie game when you're in a playoff situation. Like, Ew, should we be doing this or just kick the field goal? Now, the Chargers, when they kick field goals, the field goals usually don't go through the upright. So what the hell's the difference? Uh, Samaj, thanks for the call. Shout out to you out at sea, by the way. Underrated yeah. part of that. Appreciate your service. A letter from C. It's awesome. Technology. Ryan, mailbag question with a question mark. Mailbag question? Ryan says, with USC and UCLA leaving, do you think the Pac-12, or the Pac, would have any interest in moving Fresno State and San Diego State towards being UC campuses just to justify an invite? Let me say, I have a huge interest in Fresno State becoming a UC campus. That would be fantastic. <laughs> UC Fresno? <laughs> yeah, UC Fresno. Would you, it, let's just say hypothetically, it transitioned. Would you claim to be a UC student? Absolutely. A UC grad, <laughs> actually. Yeah. For people who aren't in the state, although I guess it works like this around the country, the state schools, there are a couple of state school guys here, the state schools uh, have a higher admittance rate and a lower cost of admission. And the UC schools, by generally speaking, let less people in and cost more. You know, we can debate about what makes what degree more, you know, um, impressive. But although somebody told me the other day that San Diego State actually has the second lowest admission rate in the state, but it's only because their volume of admissions is ridiculously high that you still get a lot of people in, but you're just you can't let everybody in. I have heard so many horror stories from people's children applying to Cal Poly, you know, that like help try to cure cancer, they have 4.2s, they play multiple sports, and they just get an NO like it's UCLA. So I, I think the state school admission for San Diego State and Cal Poly, I can't speak of Fresno State, has definitely changed. 
But in the circles of, you know, I guess a lot of richer people who went to the UC schools, they, they hold themselves in like, oh, you went to UCLA? Oh, I went to Cal. Oh, I yeah. went to UC Davis. Oh, I went to UC San Diego. They just, they run in a different crowd than us and we're cool with it. Cal Poly is the lowest acceptance rate of the Cal State system. How about well, that? You know, Haberman, Middlecoff, Mark Davis, we just, you know, just st- Cal, Cal State guys. <laughs> that's, that's Chico State guys. Uh, so, I think to answer the question, yeah, the presidents of the PAC schools, if those were UC schools, if San Diego State was a UC or Fresno State was a UC campus, they probably would already be in the PAC 12. Yeah. Um, now, San Diego State's in a very valuable, in theory, television market. I mean, they're in San Diego. They're not quite in LA, but they're in Southern California, which is of some value. Um, UC Davis has a 7,000 uh, person stadium. You think they could transition? Yeah. UC Davis <laughs> make the jump with Dan Hawkins? I think that'd be fantastic. If they did make the jump when UCLA, how many games would they win that first year? Under two? UC Davis in the Pac-12? <laughs> yeah. I'd go with zero. <laughs> I think they'd win no games. On the whole season? Well, I mean, the non-conference, they'd win a game or two. Depending on their schedule. Yeah, would they get a home-and-home home with Michigan then all of a sudden? Yeah, it could be difficult. <laughs> Michigan coming into the big house, from the big house to the little house. Yeah, it's like Michigan, Oklahoma State, and our Patsy Fresno State. Yeah, they, they'd be in trouble. They'd be in trouble. There, um, there's no chance of that happening. I, I, I'm on several text threads with diehard season ticket holders, people that played at Fresno State, and I get a lot like, bro, do we got a chance? I know. Like, No, not only do you don't have a chance, it, it's not even it, – it's never come up – I have. I'm not privy to any of their conversations, but I know for a fact they have never talked about you. Um, I think like some bit like some SMU or TC, TCU. I think would actually be like a fit for the Pac-12. I think that school makes some sense. Do you agree with Coward that if the Pac-12 does this huge transition and re- whether it turns into a combination with the Big 12, and let's say like Oregon's like why wouldn't Oregon State and Washington State specifically are they a better fit in the Mountain West? When I was at Fresno State, we recruited against them. Um, it, it would give them a chance to just have 10, 11 win seasons. It would give them a chance I, I to be. I don't totally agree with that. Washington State under Mike Leach was was one of the winning. They had like a five-year stretch where I think they were second or third in the Pac-12 and winning. Yeah, but guy, they, they got Mike Leach. I mean, well, I when understand. are they ever getting Mike Leach again? I, I get that. But I mean, it's that's that they had that budget. They had that facility. They had that location. I think from an academic standpoint, I think they've got a pretty good medical school. Like, I think they think of themselves right? As a Pac-12 school, rightfully so. Fresno's got a good egg. Yeah. I mean, I, I, if the thing fell apart, then those schools would fit from like a competitiveness standpoint in, in the Mountain West. I agree with that standpoint, but I don't think it's, I don't think they'd be better off. Well, if I told you that, let's say they, those two just joined the Mountain West this year, they were just in the Mountain West. Would, would most people pick one of those two teams to win the Mountain West? Or would they still pick Boise or Fresno with Tedford? Yeah, I don't know. It's not. You'd have to agree the gap of talent. Like they both teams wouldn't. Yeah, win I'm saying games. I, it's very possible they would not get picked. But and I don't. There's it, it no scenario to me where they're better off in that. World. Well, no, if you're them. But I'm just saying, big picture, like for that, they would you win a lot. No choice. Wait, that's where they'd end up. Couldn't they just become Boise State's? Yeah, that's where they'd end up if they had no choice. Which I don't think is the worst thing. The end of the world. Fresno and Boise have been going along. Yeah. Well, guy, they've been getting. The, I mean, obviously, Mike Leach had a moment. Like Oregon State peaks at like seven wins. It's not like they That's, have much success. Every league has that. Every league, the SEC has that. I know, but is that that fun? 
when you're in the worst Ooh. league doing uh, Oregon State wins seven. I think it's I think it's better to be in that spot than the best team in the, than like one of the top three teams in the Mountain West. Did Oregon State win seven last year? Mm. Well, they went. They, uh, they might have. Uh, they might have. They lost their bowl game. They had a shot. They had a shot with like a month to play to win the Pac-12 North last year. I remember that because we had on our man. They beat Oregon two years ago. True. Uh, COVID year, though. A little weird. Right. Oregon won the North that year, John. They went to the Pac-12 title game. Didn't every team play like six Three and one. Uh, What was last year? 2021? Yeah. No, less than six. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off. Right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer. When you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app. Because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on. Prize Picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to League of Legends and everything in between. It's really simple to play. You make your picks, submit an entry in less than 60 seconds. I'll do it at halftime of a basketball game, and I also have some season long. More or less picks on MLB homers. You may remember, I've got less on Otani homers this year. We'll see. And at halftime of your next NBA blowout game, just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, 775-426 says, such a chill pod with great insight. Love the West Coast attention that is missed on many other pods. Is the West Coast attention missed on many other pods? No, but most people that... They don't talk for a living are from the West Coast. They just don't give a shit. Like they would never like it honestly kind of fascinates me. Oregon State, Washington State both went seven and six. Would they be better off if like every year they were going eleven and three? Honestly. Like I, I don't know. Do you go eleven and three every year? No one goes eleven and three every year. But I mean Boise basically has for twenty years. And they're an out they're an extreme outlier. Yeah, but think about the advantage that these Utah two State. programs would have. No, but I wouldn't Washington State and Oregon State aren't Utah State. No, but I'm you saying would, Utah State. They, you you Utah would not State rather be Utah State. A, I'm saying Utah State's become a really good Mountain West football program. Yeah, but they started way below where these they guys did. would be like taking a step back. You yeah. know, these guys I think would step in and they would immediately view themselves as Boise State, right? Now, could they sustain it? Would their recruiting actually drop off? Or do you agree with Max Brown, who I stole this theory from, is the, the trickle down effect that actually they benefit from all the transferring, right? Just because better guys have to end up somewhere. The high school recruits. And the transfer portal also benefits them, as it does, as we see, like with Fresno State, right? Their star quarterbacks a transfer. Yeah. We'll see. So, I mean, they got a really good corner from who had started at USC, didn't come straight from USC. Washington State did a couple years ago. But like, do are people expecting, for example, Oregon State or Washington State to be? But I think they're. I think they benefit more in the recruiting portal as because they're Pac-12 schools than if I'm just asking Pac-12. questions. I'm just asking yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm answering the question. I, they benefit their potential benefits from being in the portal are greater when they're in a power five league than if they're in. I I just remember when I was at Fresno state for two years, we never were threatened by either one of those two schools recruiting California guys where they get a lot of their players from both programs. Yeah. Like we thought when we we'd offer, they'd offer, we were getting. And Washington state, I remember got one kid from Fresno wide receiver that we wanted. I'm not even sure we're debating here. I mean, if they were in the mountain West, then they would not be guaranteed to win the Mountain West every year. I guess the debate is, are you better off being the best team in the Mountain West than a bottom half league in the Pac-12? I say no. That's my point. Yeah. I don't think you are. Like Oregon State, State, I think the evidence is, if the Pac-12 invited Boise State or Fresno State or San Diego State, they would take it in a heartbeat. 100%. So I'm going the other way. Like, just uh, if they try to get ahead of it. And I think part of it is just that, you know, you're just trying to get – you just – there's going to be movement. There's going to be three moves from now. You just want to get as close to those moves as you can, right? Like, what if I told you that Oregon State, Washington State, Arizona, and Arizona State went Mountain West? Obviously, basketball-wise, it's really good. But yeah. the football would be a lot better, right? And I think for Arizona, it would give them hope they could have a 10-win season some one year where they're, let's face it, the Pac-12 or a Big or a Big 12 combination. They're just probably more than likely never, ever, ever winning 10 games, ever. Arizona State maybe can get a, but Arizona no. And basketball wouldn't really. You you got four or five, you know, tournament teams every year in that conference anyway. So that's right. San Diego State's good. New Mexico's good. I think UNLV's it's hard to good. Anybody when you've been at the higher level. Though. I agree, but I'm just saying if you if you take take a deep breath and just kind of see the forest beyond the trees or whatever the statement is, 
right? You just you see play, that you play smaller schools, you play less premium games, you play, you get less attention. You're not in the biggest fight. Your argument would be be content being a medium fish. There's no be content. Sport. It's just like you're kind of going to get asked out either way. And, it, you, you know. But it is kind of be content. Just just be happy being a, a smaller fish in a smaller pond or bigger fish in a smaller pond. Yeah. Do you want to be Boise State or do you want to be what you've been? But but I think the fallacy there is that most people can't be Boise State. Like even Boise if you told me Oregon State goes to the, to the Mountain West, can they be Boise State? I don't know. I think Boise's pretty extreme. Well, I think that's Unique. what you'd have to think. Like, we could be. That would be the motivation. Yeah, I don't know. Boise, don't UCF, know. Houston. I guess those are Big 12 schools now, huh? <laughs> BYU. Well, what's Cincinnati? Would you say they're kind of a core Big 12 Boise? school? <laughs> but they became kind of a they're Boise. They're moving that's why the they... AAC. Would they have been an a? Would they have been a Big Twelve school if they hadn't kind of established like kind of a Midwest Boise? Hmm. How come Boise didn't get the invite to the Big Twelve? Market size, TV. I guess it's a little out of the beaten path. Those other teams are closer, huh? Just size, just size of your market. I think Boise is small. Does basketball ever football? factor into any of these arguments, or just no? <laughs> no, people go like, oh, shit. I just realized we're getting UCLA basketball. That's awesome. You know, I think that somebody <laughs> I ran into this guy in the like two days later. Like, oh, I ran into this guy in the golf course a while back. He's wearing a KU polo. And you see a KU polo, you first think like national champs, basketball program, a behemoth. And they just realize they just get asked out. No one cares. And they have a just behemoth basketball program. Right. I mean, easily a top five. No one argues just every year. Just you, you can never look at the AP rankings up or down that they're not in the top six or seven, let alone pretty consistently like top one, two, or three. Yeah. If it was football, they would be Alabama, Georgia. Or Al- yeah. <laughs> Probably and it's better. just like, yeah, fuck Kansas. Well, better, we'll just, they don't even matter. Yeah. Because if it was football, Kansas would have been in the mix to go to the SEC, right? If Kansas basketball was Kansas football. And maybe one day they end up in the Big Ten because, you know, market plus – Little city. Well, I guess they got KC. You're close them. to Kent. Yeah. yeah. 20, 30 minutes away, whatever. Uh, John, next up, this comes from Justin. He says, now that there are new people in charge on the business side of the Raiders, will you guys be able to get better access to go to Raiders camps and interview players or coaches? John? You know, I actually go back. I, I used to date the new president. <laughs> I'm that kidding. But that, that. that would be pretty cool because we'd have an in. I, I just really don't care. Do you want so, it in? Uh, I'm sure we could get in. Yeah, I bet by now. Eh, you know, I think there's still a couple stalwarts that I, I think would probably draw a line. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that I saw Mark. They asked Mark when he hired this president who came, I'm pretty sure, from the Gaming Commission, which is fair to say Nevada essentially owns a large part of the Raiders, uh, that, like, we've done our due diligence on all the, uh, on everything that Vin, Ventroni had uh, had told Roger that we did, and it came out, we're innocent. We're all innocent. It's like Mark, the accusations accusations were about you. They weren't about like your team and all this. It was like you. It was Mark Davis treating people and women weird. And he's like, you know, we we've looked into all the stuff going on with the Raiders, and everything's cool. It's like Mark, no, it's fucking you. You know, he did a quick pivot. 
Doesn't feel like it's quite over, though. But who knows? I mean, I you never know with this shit. Maybe he's just in the clear. Um, I, I guess you could also you could also mention we've never we've never have we ever been denied of a credential? I don't think we've asked. Uh, I think I asked for John Gruden's intro and we got Oh, denied. that's right. Remember Greg Pop also got denied that that day. Yeah, so uh that's actually a good point. We did get denied that day. We're not the first, not the last that the Raiders have denied. Most teams in modern day, I would say, don't really deny anyone anything. Very right. rare. Yeah, I think it's pretty rare. Uh, Floppy Flounder says, just want to say thanks for what you'll do. This pod's amazing. A daily listen. Question for the show. Do you think all of NFL football will be viewable on streaming platforms only within the next five years? It seems like we're headed that direction. Also, Middlecoff, your Twitter video of you breaking par had me cracking up when you said, Tiger did this when he was seven. Thanks, fellas. Have a good one. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I, I would imagine broke par somewhere in single. I, I think you're, <laughs> I would have guessed that you were not making that up when you said that. Yeah, yeah That was just uh, off the cuff. Could have been eight, but I mean, it, it, it wasn't th- it wasn't 13. No. Oh, <laughs> Will NFL be viewable on streaming only in the next five years? No. Would you see, you see the latest uh, Direct TV, the package? Yeah. Apple TV. Um, is that con- I didn't see Apple TV. Is that confirmed or that's just suggested? Just, I, it, one thing I've noticed with Apple TV and Amazon, a lot of rumors. Some of them happen. Some of them don't. Well, who who's really bidding against each other now, especially some of these companies, while they're still bohemus, their stocks are in the table. If this was two years ago, like some of these enormous numbers, and I know it's still the NFL, I wonder if the NFL for the first time in a long time is just going to get, they're not going to get the number that they thought they're arrogant. Like they're going to get a ton, but I saw like $300 million or $3 billion a year to get the package rights. Like, I wonder if the number they end up getting is lower than the number they're yeah. used to getting, which is still enormously high. Well, one who's, thing about who, who's who's bidding for this right now at the numbers they're talking about. Yeah, it, you, it's, Amazon's already in. I think you're counting on Amazon got a package that you know the other networks didn't want or didn't want to pay as much as Amazon wanted to pay. I think part of those numbers come from Apple and Amazon have so much money, right, that they can overpay to get in the game. Because they're not in the game. Amazon's yeah. now in the game. Apple Plus not in the game. The thing about the streaming, uh, the package, the Sunday ticket, whatever it's called somewhere else, it's it's not going to be cheaper. It's not going to be $5 a month all of a sudden. It's going to cost what it's cost DirecTV. You know how much it costs? Yeah, 300 bucks, whatever it is. Is that yeah. what it is? Well, the, I was reading Florio wrote, the, the number set by the, they can't move the number around because it's based on what the other networks so you can't give away cheaper shit fox and cbs would be like screw you you know same deal the pac-12 was locked in when people said we'll just give direct tv a better deal you'll be on direct tv but if they had done that they would have had to then go back to the people comcast let's say and say all right the number you're giving us we have to give the contract we they would then get the new lower number too so you lose money that way so it's still going to cost the same the contracts they have with CBS, Fox, ABC, and NBC run through 2033. So 2034 would be the earliest that you're getting, you know, streaming only. And even that to me feels too soon to get only streaming. Now, 2033 is a long ways away. A lot's changed in the last five years. Um, 
if it's streaming only in 2035 or whatever, maybe it's because, you know, Fox and NBC, I've moved everything to Peacock and Fox streaming and ABC and all that. But I I know this. It can't happen earlier than that. One thing Apple Plus having the package would be a game changer just to be like, you could be anywhere and watch the 49er game. Like to me, that's to me a, a massive, massive curveball that just had, you had to have direct TV before, yeah. which I've never been a direct TV guy. You give it on one of these Amazon prime Hulu. I mean, shit could be in fucking Sri Lanka and watching the game like that to me is where that we just haven't had that. It's becoming much more like everything else. Yeah. Like NBA league pass or MLB, which there's still blackouts for that stuff. Right. So if you're watching the Niners, and they're playing the Giants, and you're in New York. Then you would have to watch it. There. True, but I, but I get the game no matter what. Like to me, yeah. it's more about like if I was somewhere else, do I got? I don't want to go to a sports bar to watch the game. Can I just watch the game on Apple TV? Right, right. I'm rooting for it. I Which, if you had Direct TV, you could all you could stream it. Um, but so. I've never had Direct TV, and I never was going to get it. But I think even if it stayed with Direct TV, there would have to become a streaming only option. This is why I think they've realized they have to do this, right? This is what the people demand now. You make more money and get more people because it's not like you're going to, you know, all the streaming options to this point, like these services pop on and they're five, 10, 15 bucks a month. Well, now the NFL, we already know there's demand. It's not launching something new like Netflix once did. Yeah. I mean, to me, the greatest part of the internet is just the barrier for entry is zero. I can be wherever and do anything. This is the game changer of podcasts where our greatest advantage first radio. And this is no different than the streaming stuff. The greatest advantage to get to people that want to watch you. I don't have to worry. Like I got to be here. I got to be there. I can be anywhere. Consume your content, which is what I think the modern day consumer, we just demand it, right? It's just part of, we're just, we're becoming more and more used to it with everything we do. Yeah. And, you and just, it's better for the, the content creator too. Yeah. They, they want people to be able to easily consume in all over the world, let alone all over the country. Plus, when it's digital, you can create unique experiences on it, right? Like if I'm watching the Niner game, now maybe by the time we get there, you'll have a lot more states where gambling is legal, but you can integrate gambling into a digital stream in a way that's probably a little more challenging in a regular broadcast, right? You can have a box pop up on my stream that lets me bet from that app on what's going to happen on the next play or at the end of the half or whatever. Well, I think one thing too, and again, it's probably a smaller percentage of people, but we'll see what happens over the next decade. It's just the societal migration of people just living different places, right? A lot of people in New York move to Florida, move south, move to Charlotte, just people just move around. Well, those people are still New York Giants fans or a guy that left San Francisco to move to Idaho or Montana or Vegas or whatever, he still was going to want to watch the 49ers, right? And it used to be much more cumbersome to figure out, like, do I got to get the direct TV package? Do I got to do this? I don't have direct TV. Now it's, boom, $300 Apple TV. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. You're off and running. Yeah. You're just going to catch you, – You maybe you're only getting hardcore people to subscribe, and now you're going to get somebody who is less so much easier, but still likes it. Pretty great. You may right. get a guy. You may get a guy now that just loves kind of NBA style. I just love watching Patrick Mahomes, right? And I live in Seattle. I'll get it just Patrick to watch Chiefs Mahomes. game. Well, exactly. That's a better example. 
My kid loves Mahomes. If Mahomes is not, my kid doesn't love watching football. I like watching football. I'll get Mahomes, and so I I can watch football because my kid is watching football. TV two for the kid. Right about the Legos. I've been to a lot of homes, guy. I think you people like me and you have been some of the only people I've ever seen two TVs in, in the living room situation. Uh, thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Good mailbag. So send us a mailbag question. Apple Podcast, get it in. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.